Peggy and Mark are a retired couple who drove across Portland to visit goats. She loves goats. No, she used to ride a goat years ago. <laughs> These goats are local celebrities. Who is this? Is this the uh, this is, twin? This to... is Precious. This is Precious, yeah. Precious is a four-month-old baby goat, a twin, born into this herd of urban goats. One of her owners, Bix, is holding her in his arms while Peggy and Mark are falling in love. This little that girl one that... re really likes you. Well, she, she hugs you. She and her sister were born here, so they've been handled oh, by us since so the day they were born. That's why she kind of she, she hugs against your chest and it, you know, she just kind of I'm all relaxed. You got me. And she's so cute. Isn't she pretty? Precious is a baby in a herd of a dozen goats who live on a huge vacant lot in the middle of southeast Portland, two city blocks worth of grassy field surrounded by chain link fence. These goats have been drawing people in for over a year, but Peggy and Mark just heard about them on the news the other day and came for a visit. Now who's that standing up there? The one sniffing Bambi? Oh, yes. That's Carl. That's Carl. That's because Carl has a thing for Bambi right now. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Carl's oh, actually yeah, one of the go. two goats that they were one of the original. Carl and Phil were <laughs> two of the original goats, and they came from a herd that was just the two of them, and they didn't get a lot of people interaction, so they mainly stick to themselves. Carl, however, Carl, however, has actually started to let us pet him in the last, like, week. Carl the goat used to be a little standoffish, but he's warming up to the humans in his life. Goats, like people, can change. Where the hell did I move to? Why are there goats in the middle of the city? Crow's Nest Radio is the name of the podcast. My name is Eric Klein, and I'm a little obsessed with this herd of urban goats in the middle of the city. I'm not alone. If the stories are true, they've had thousands of visitors, and they've generated more than their share of TV and print coverage. I'm just one more storyteller in a long line of folks drawn in by this very Portland story. Everyone was in a good mood. I mean, you can't be in a field of goats in the middle of a city and not be happy. I'm standing in the middle of this field of grass and dirt and random slabs of broken concrete in the middle of the city, talking to Bix, a man who takes care of goats. He recently became co-owner of this herd. Do you have ex a lot of experience with goats other than this herd? No. Well, what have you learned about goats because of taking care of this herd? Um, well, let's see. Um, they're, uh... They're all very different. I mean, they definitely have distinctive personalities. Precious is going to chew on your jacket there down there. Um, when you say when you say chew, is it like an adorable sort of gumming, or is it my jacket will be eaten by a? Goat? If she gets it to her back teeth, she'll be able to start sort of like you know chomping into it. If she's just checking with her front of her mouth, they only have teeth on the bottom and the front. But they, and she may not even be chewing. She may be tasting because they don't have any. They use their lips like we might use fingers in addition to taste so that they have to touch everything to see what, what it is. Um, but at any rate, I mean, you know, we've learned they have very different personalities. If you, if you get them when they're really, really young, hold on. I'm gonna pick this one up so that she stops chewing on stuff. Bix takes Precious up into his arms, on the one hand to protect my coat, while at the same time socializing her to human contact. Perhaps you've heard before about goats for hire brought into the city to tackle a vacant lot or an urban hillside, to eat every weed and every thistle without fossil fuels or minimum wage. Well, these aren't those goats. These goats, as Bix explains to another visitor, they just hang out. 
No, these these are primarily not even working goats. They're mainly just leisure goats. Oh. <laughs> this is pretty much what they do. This is yeah. what they do with their day. Yeah. Like my cat. Yeah. <laughs> like her cat. They may live in Portland, but they don't do rain. They really do not like the rain. If it's raining here and they're out in the field, they'll come charging back across the field and get undercover. But on this particular day, the day of my visit, the winter sun is shining in an almost warm way, and the goats are all out, lying around on the roofs of their structure. Most of them at this point are splayed out on across the two shelter structures we have here. There's, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, Six, seven. Eight of the 11 that are currently in the field are up on top getting some sun. And then the other three are eating inside the shelter. So it's a quiet day for the goats compared to back when they were drawing huge crowds last summer. Ask anyone who's been around the neighborhood since this herd moved in, the summer of 2013 was a magical time for urban goats. Susan Bean teaches photography classes at the New Space a few blocks from here. It was, a, it was a fabulous time. Every time I ride by here on my bike, and every time I rode by, it seemed like there were more people in petting the goats. It, it was very magical. It was, you'd see kids and just cute families. People would bring their kids to see the goats. It became a real destination. It really did become a thing where you had, in the, in the height of the summer, you had regular visitors who were here, if not weekly, daily. On Labor Day, one of the goats had twins, and so the little goats were just, oh, I'd bring teenage girls here, and the squeal factor when they saw baby goats was just off the charts. This herd, they grew into something special for a lot of people in this part of town. More than a vacant lot, different than a park or a playground, it brought people together and generated a feeling of happiness. People I talked to tended to use words like magical to describe it. For Bix, it became a sort of sacred space, apart from all the other places where he dwelled. You could come in here and any of the other stuff from outside, whether it's your bad day or whether it's the fact that you and the other person visiting have wildly polar opposite political or religious affiliations, none of that ever came into play when you were in here because everyone, no matter who they were, just came in to sort of hang out in this open space that's not vacant space with these social animals that would hang out with you and all the other stuff got left outside the gate. The beauty of this place, the weird and wonderful Belmont goats of Portland, it became a thing kind of by accident. And it starts with Mike across the street. Tell me, tell me about yourself. Well, I have created woodworking and we've owned it for 30 years. And we're across the street from a two acre parcel of land. That's Mike Redmond. He owns a little industrial millworking business next to the vacant lot. A few years ago, the owners of that property decided to rent a team of goats to mow the grass. Because I'm across the street, they inquired of us for help with water and watching them. And that's how Mike and some of his employees at Creative Woodworking became acquainted with the first herd. But these were just temporary goats, brought in to do a job in the summer when the weeds were high and sent back to the country when the job was done. After three years of rented herds, bringing temporary joy to the neighborhood, Mike decided to give something new a try. After the goats coming and going, it was apparent that it would be cool if, if the goats could just stay here. And so I just started buying goats. Mike bought goats mostly in pairs, first Carl and Phil, then Chester and Lefty. 
Bailey and Duchess, Dusty and Hickory, you get the idea. People really seemed to like stopping by to look at the herd from outside the fence, which led Mike to his next idea. When we started letting people come in and go in the gate, it just went off the charts. Like we had a half a million people in there. I mean, there's like 100 to 300 a day. It, it was really neat for the whole community and everybody that, that like Bix would come down every day. He'd come down and he would, he would uh, spend time with people and spend time with the goats. And there's something magic about the environment that it produced. It was a public service. It was, it was just a, a little bit of joy, you know, pure joy. People would come here and they would smile. Everyone was in a good mood. I mean, you can't be in a field of goats in the middle of the city and not be happy. The people who were here a lot wanted to, you know, find some way to sort of mark this weird year that they had of being able to come down here and hang out. Yeah, I made it, I actually made a t-shirt. 2013 year of the goat. You know, I have one of those cafe press things with a goat. Like t-shirt and mugs and stuff with a picture of Chester uh, on it. My favorite goat, Chester. I love that Susan singled out Chester for special attention. Because of all the goats in the herd, Chester's the one I couldn't stop taking pictures of either. Well, he's very photogenic. He has a great beard, he's great horns, and he has great dignity. He's just, he's wonderful. He's, and he poses. Sometimes I think he's asleep. <laughs> he kind of just, he mellows out and uh, he just strikes some great poses. He's a natural model. During sort of like the height and heyday of the sort of summer of last year, there would be days, especially on the weekends, where um, you'd get hundreds of people coming through over the course of Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes you'd be in here and like 20 people would come by at once, which admittedly is one of the things that ultimately was making the property owner nervous about how many people were coming in here who conceivably could like fall down and then you have a lawsuit problem. In case this dream of a magical field of urban goats seemed a bit too good to be true, well, not only did the owners of the herd decide to close the gate to visitors in October, but let's put it this way. Two acres of vacant land right in the heart of inner southeast Portland, it's not going to stay vacant for long these days. So what's the reason why they're making you move? I don't yeah. Oh, they're developing here this year finally oh, after all this time. This property right this here? This property You're right here. you got to be kidding. What are you going to do with these guys? We'll move them somewhere else. We're still working God. on the where. Bix and seven of his neighbors, they're not giving up on the dream, though. Back a few months ago, when Mike Redmond realized that the goat herd he'd put together on kind of a whim needed to make way for progress in Portland, well, Bix and the other caretakers, they took a big leap together. Um, you know, none of us knew each other before uh, hanging out of the goats and then starting to take care of the goats. It was just people who met as a result of, of being the people who increasingly were hanging out here a lot and then getting to know a lot of the story. So we would be the people telling new people showing up what the story was. Um, and then started taking care of them. And when they learned that these goats needed to be split up and sold off, they decided to take matters into their own hands. We don't think that's what's best for the herd because they've been together for anywhere from like 8 to 12 months, depending on the goat. So we'll take on the responsibility of trying to find a place we can bring them all to. So that was why we ended up accidentally becoming goat owners. They call them the Belmont Goats. And they're extremely active now, building up their social capital online and working to secure a new home for the herd, as Bix explained to Peggy and Mark. 
We're going to keep the herd together, so oh, we're not going to oh, split them up. Be It'll be the whole... The whole Mary the, the, the herd yeah. is owned by a bunch of the people who are taking care of them now, rather than um, the original owner, who was the guy across the street, uh -huh. um, who bought them specifically to make sure we kept the herd together. Um, so we're still working on it, but They're that's healthy. The plan. They're, you, you're feeding good. God, they're so cute. So what is it that came over this group of people who had just recently met one another? Why not take the easy way out and move the goats to a nice farm an hour or two away? As Bix explains it, that's not what's best for the herd. They did spend the spring and summer and, and part of the fall of 2013 um, in effect being part of two herds, one that was a dozen goats and one that was this ever-moving, ever-growing mass of people. Um, and when we, that first week after we closed the gate here in October, um, even some of the less sociable goats were hanging over at the fence line by the gate. Um, uh, and again, you don't want to anthropomorphize, but this is not behavior that we saw from some of these goats. They had some conception that something had disappeared, and they knew it came from that gate. The goat owners, they have some irons in the fire, some good leads on a new vacant lot somewhere in town, but nothing big to announce at this time. So it's hard not to feel nostalgic for the carefree days of last summer, when the goats would frolic in the sun and interact with people, people who visited them like Susan. They play and they push each other off things and it's just, it's pure delight. So I really, I miss not being able to go and pet them and I'm glad they're still here but that won't be for long and you know, this is, this kind of thing happens but it's sad. It's, it's sad they can't find a little corner for the goats somewhere in the middle of a city. So, yeah. It was. It was a magic time. We all knew that it would come to an end, but um, it was pretty special. The Belmont goats, they've developed a relationship with the people in the neighborhood. It's a bond that Bix and his fellow goat owners are working hard to preserve, even after the herd has to leave their vacant lot to make way for the owners of the property to build what will in all likelihood be a very huge new building. You know, the, the, the watch raise for the caretakers who bought the herd was that we were going to do what was best for the goats. And while we've gotten some pushback on this uh, issue, we firmly believe that being social animals and being a very socialized herd, that what's best for the goats is not the suddenly being cut off from people. So that's how that story ends for now. Although, Eamon, uh, I'm joined, by the way, Crow's Nest Radio listeners, by my kiddo, Eamon. Thanks. Say hello, kiddo. Hi. Again. Hi. Again. And um, actually, on that note that Bix ended on, that what they're doing is best for the people of Portland, uh, there's an update, and it's that the goats have a new temporary home. Uh, it just broke yesterday, probably right at the moment where I was done mixing this story. Um, they're going to be moving to Lentz. Do you know where Lentz is, kiddo? Um, no, I don't think so. Lentz is out on 93rd. Uh, the goats, you know, live down at 11th and 12th, which means they're only about 11 or 12 blocks from the river that separates East Portland from uh, West Portland. Our house. Right. And uh, uh, downtown Portland is on one side of the river and East Portland's right on the other. And the goats live at 11th and 12th. Um, they're going to be moving all the way out to Southeast 93rd Street and Woodstock in the Lentz neighborhood. Um, and that news broke yesterday. And I want to say congratulations 
because the goats, you know, they were moving, but nobody knew where they were gonna go, and that was, um, a source of concern, because they, they didn't want the herd to have to leave Portland. So, kiddo, I know that you got a chance to visit the goats, right? Yeah, a couple times. With my mom, we biked there. Well, tell me about it. So, well, there are, like, there, I think now, there might be, there was, like, there was, like, 12 last time I saw it, but now I think, but, um, them, but there were two babies, I think they were born after you went there, so there would be, like, 13 now, 14. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it might be 14 or more. There oh, was, yeah, because there was, like, two other pregnant moms. Yeah, I think some of the babies got born and are off-site. And then two of the babies, Precious and I think Clover is Precious's sister. Precious is about four months old, I think. And I think that's the baby that you might have met when you visited with mom. Yeah, because it was the two twins. And there was that mom that was, like, had to be fenced off. Because she, because she would attack if people got too close. Oh, to the her. pregnant goat mom had to yeah. be, had fenced to be off. fenced off from the other goats. In like one of the under platforms. Yeah, well, that's. I'm so happy that you and mom got a chance to visit the goats together, uh, and that you got to take a bike ride down there, um, from where we live right now. I should mention that we're coming to you live at the moment of recording this podcast, the day after the goats have announced their big move to Lentz. Um, it's mid-February, and it actually happens to be our last day in our apartment. We're moving. We're also moving the same time the goats are moving. There's a lot happening. There are workers at this exact moment that you might be able to overhear right under our feet working on remodeling the basement so somebody else can live in our apartment in a, in a nicer version of the apartment we live in now, and we're moving to a different neighborhood. Um, Partly because, and this is this is something I'm mentioning this in the podcast because it's also a part of the story. You know, the goats lived in a neighborhood close to our neighborhood called Inner Southeast Portland, and a lot has been happening here in Portland. Um, you know, I think the best way to put it is that actually there's a little more story that I didn't include um, where I talked to Susan about all of the changes that are happening so many new buildings are being built in portland especially um in the kind of neighborhood where the goats live and where we live and that's what susan talks about here it's happening all over portland it's happening um, a couple miles away where i live a, a building that was just vacant for a few years all of a sudden it's four-story apartment building it seems like uh, funky monkey which was a fun little local cafe it's now several story apartment building it's just you know whatever whatever real estate slump there was has ended and now everyone can't wait to build and you know i'm happy that people are feeling prosperous but i hope that little pockets of of wonderfulness don't disappear as well you know we should tell people about the geography of portland do you do you understand like what happens when you start going all the way out to lentz and then beyond lentz like, do you know what they call that neighborhood? No. They call it Felony Flats, which is not such a great name. I kind of don't think that's, I don't like it when people use that name, but I've heard it from a whole lot of people. Do you know what a felony is? No. A felony is like when somebody steals something or someone gets hurt, it's a crime. And they call it Felony Flats because apparently uh, 
statistically more crime is committed out there because more poor people live out there. Was there anything else that you wanted to tell me about, kiddo? Oh, yeah, it was the, what happened one time when me and my we and mom went to the goat field. Tell me. Oh, right. It was that one of the goats, I think it might have been Precious, uh-huh. what laid, up, laid down right next to the gate because she did, or she yeah. didn't want anyone to leave. So he, she laid down next to the fence, to the gate. But it opened outwards and she was on the inside. Uh-huh. But she was trying to block the gate so no one can leave. That's really cute. <laughs> and her ear, little ear was sticking out of the fence. I know what I want to say about this field of goats. It's a fun thing to do that didn't cost any money. Yeah. Right? Like sometimes we need to do something that's fun and the weather is nice, but we don't we don't want to go, you know, we don't want to go spend a lot of money. It's hard to figure out what to do in the city. And it's interesting that there is a place to go that's different than a park or a playground. Uh but was somewhere where you could be for goats. It's a playground for goats. It's a playground for goats. It's a place to be with people that's different than every other place. And that's the kind of thing that um, is really unique these days. And and it was I'm I'm very glad that this field of goats was created kind of by accident and I'm super thankful to the owners of the goat herd that they um, that they never gave up. And um, oh, you should check out their website, thebelmontgoats.org. They got Twitter, they got Facebook, they got Instagram, they got YouTube and Pinterest and uh, everything on the social media landscape to keep you informed about their story and to get involved in in strengthening that that community resource, the field of goats where you could go be with uh, social animals. Um, up on our website, Crow's Nest Radio, I'll put a picture of Susan Bean's Year of the Goat picture i think i can find it again i found i found susan by searching for cafe press year of the goat belmont goats portland chester probably so you can go to our website crowsnestradio.com um well kiddo there's one more thing though that i'm actually a little bit well i shouldn't say amazed it was always part of the plan with this podcast that i would write a special song mm-hmm. but i Everybody almost listen to it well, I haven't even recorded it yet. I have to record it now. But maybe you'll help me since you've been learning this song. I actually didn't know if I was going to make it. I had one idea for this song. Do you remember, can you tell them tell me the one idea? Sing it for me. Oh, what was it? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, what was? It? No, it was the beginning. Yeah. Um What are they trying to prove? Why are they go to the middle of the city? Where the hell did I move? Portland's weird, though. I guess that's pretty. Nice. There's no roofers. How pity when you're in a field of goats. You're of the goat. Nice. That's, that's pretty much it. So maybe I'll record it now, and uh, and then we'll be done. We can say goodbye. What are they trying to prove? Why are the goats in the middle of the city? Where in the hell did I move? Portland's so weird though, I guess that it's pretty No room for self-pity when you're in a field of goats Year of the goat I step through the gate into here out of doors All that other stuff in the world gets left outside 
We run to get out of the rain Not really hard workers, more dance grants and playing Each Tuesday's my turn once again To give them fresh water and Timothy Hay It's my favorite day They love me Timothy Hay Year of the goat A goat ate my coat and Clover and Cooper and Lefty Bailey and Bambi and Hickory and Dusty Carl and Duchess and Precious and Phil Atho and Winter, the year of the goat Chester and Clover, Cooper and Lefty Bailey and Bambi and Hickory and Dusty Carl and Duchess and Precious and Phil Atho and Winter, the year of the goat Now promoting the goat thing on Facebook and Twitter The goats need a new home, they can't stay the winter It won't do them harm to move to a farm But we won't give up on the dream Year of the goat That might be the best I can do today <laughs>